Man, oh man, oh man. Wow, I just saw this video of a poor lady who was having a, a meltdown over racism on the job. And uh, I'm going to play a little bit of this video and then uh, we're going to have a conversation about why this stuff is never going to stop for black people. And so uh, let me just play a little bit of it. And then um, I, I want you to come in and hit the thumbs up button as you as you walk through the door. Here we go. Because at this point, I'm fucking exhausted. Like, like I'm exhausted. I, I, I know people come on the platform and be like, I would never cry on social media. I would never do nothing on social media. Well, I'm tired and I hope that like somebody could see that I'm not asking for a fucking handout. I'm not asking for fucking what I deserve. I'm not asking for reparations. I'm not asking for nothing. I am just simply so sick and tired of being the token black person in my fucking industry. Like, seriously, I just literally got laid off at my job. But, but before we get to the point of how I just got laid off, because they came correct, they gave me my last check. But this white woman literally just comes into my job. She gets fucking salary. She gets the bar manager position. She gets everything. And these Negroes, they don't even offer me anything if y'all could see the email they gave me to keep me around they gave me a raise they gave me a little bonus the shit only was for two weeks just so they could work their way around to firing me know your worth ladies and gentlemen know your fucking worth on god this is going to be the last job that ever has a fucking hold on me. I am never getting fired, laid off, nothing ever again. I shit you the first day. I shit you not. January 15, 2023 is going to change my life. I am going to fucking make it. I am so sick and tired of walking on eggshells, abiding by people being labeled as aggressive when I barely even raise my voice to sit up in there and control my anger, control my temper around all these motherfucking people just for y'all to use me and then tell me it's not your performance, it's not your fucking hard work, it's not none of that shit. We gotta do what's best for the business. White people will always protect white people, and I need to stop thinking that you can work ten times harder than anybody else. You can really do some shit. They will never give a fuck about you. Ever give a fuck about you. I want you to know that shit. Never give a fuck about you. <laughs> I started this wanting to ask if anybody in the fucking Bay Area was fucking hiring for a bartender, but now I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to fucking work is what I'm finna do. I'm going to work. So if you see this, just know change is coming and you are worth so much more. You are worth so much. <laughs> Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do is everybody on Instagram, I'm going to flip this back around. <laughs> we got to have a conversation. We got to have a conversation about this. I, my heart goes out to this poor lady in this video. And um, I want to welcome everybody. As you come in, please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Uh, make sure you share and subscribe and share this video with anybody who can relate to this. And I want to ask you all a question. Give me a yes or no. How many of you uh, could connect to what she was saying? How many of you uh, have had a similar experience. 
uh, how many of you really felt her? Like when you were listening to her, you really kind of, it, it really resonated with you because you went through a similar experience or you uh, have felt the same way on the job. Uh, all the yeses, give me a yes in the chat. Give me, a, give me a no if you've never felt that way. A no if you've never felt that way. Yes, if you have. How many of you have seen this before, gone through it, et cetera? Okay. So, um, y'all, y'all, you, if you know me, if you come on this platform, you probably know the direction the conversation is going to go. Um, and, uh, and I want to really address this in a way that I probably wouldn't have been able to address this 10 years ago. And then five years ago, I addressed it in a way that was different from previ the previous five years. Now, here we are five years later, and I have learned a lot of things that I would like to share with you about what I saw in this video. Uh, you, know, you, you know that my wife is a mental health expert. And one of the things that I saw in this video is a, a nervous breakdown that correlates to almost like some type of traumatic, like PTSD kind of experience. Uh, this woman was clearly hurt. Uh, her mental health was decimated. Chances are her physical health, she's feeling physical effects from this stress. Uh, and this kills you. This kills black people. Black people die faster than everybody else, especially black men. And uh, and, and so one of the things that she mentioned is uh, she talked about uh, something that I've seen a million times. Uh, if you ever want to have a long conversation with other black people, just start a conversation with words like, let me tell you about what the white people are doing on my job. Right. If you say, let me tell you about the white people on my job. Everybody's going to have a story. Everybody has a story because everybody has gone through this experience. So when she talked about the white woman getting the job ahead of her and getting promoted to the bar manager and all that stuff, uh, that's very common too. That happens all the time. There are studies after study after study that shows that black people are the last hired, the first fired, the lowest paid, the most disrespected, et cetera. Now here's where uh, uh, some sort of, of reflection has to come into play. If you know that every time you walk up to a door, you're going to get slapped in the face and spit on, then somebody would ask, well, why do you keep walking to that door? Well, a lot of the reason you keep walking to that door is because this is the only door you've been taught to walk through. Uh, you've been, it's, like, it's like if you keep going back to the same relationship and every time you go to that relationship, you get beat up, uh, cut down, disrespected and mistreated. Eventually, somebody's going to say, why do you keep going back to that abusive relationship? Well, typically, the reason people keep going back to abusive relationships, even if they are mistreated and abused and disrespected, is because either A, they don't have the confidence to believe that they can go somewhere else. They got a boyfriend or girlfriend who made them believe like, well, if I don't want you, nobody will. You ain't going to find nobody like me. Right. So it's a self-esteem issue. Self-esteem is huge. We have very low economic self-esteem. Uh, and the second reason you might keep going back to that relationship is because you, you, you have a love hate relationship with the people that mistreat you. You know, maybe you like that man because the sex is so good and and you keep going back for the you're digmatized and you keep going back for the sex, even though, you know, eventually the mistreatment's going to occur. Or the same thing, you might go back to a woman because she's the prettiest thing you ever saw or whatever it is. And, you, and, and for some reason, she gets under your skin and there's nothing you can do about it. And you consistently keep going back to the same situation that hurts you over and over and over again. So at some point, you have to reflect on this and admit this to yourself. You probably have a mental illness. Most of us do. All of us do. You probably need some help. You probably need uh, something that's going to help you reframe 
your way of thinking. Because if you keep thinking the way you're thinking, then you're going to keep getting the same results. White people ain't never stopped being white. <clears throat> They've never stopped running their businesses the way they run their businesses. That they, she said that she said specifically, I wrote it down. She said, uh, white people will always protect white people. How many of you agree with that statement that white people will typically protect other white people first? Uh, give me a yes in the chat if you agree with this. Statement. Give me a yes in the chat if you agree with this statement that Asian people will typically uh, protect Asian people first. Give me a yes if you agree with that statement. Give me a yes in the chat if you agree uh, that, um, you know, that uh, that that, you know, that Arab people will protect Arab people first. Give me a yes if you agree with that statement. Give me a yes if you agree that Jewish people will protect Jewish people first. So 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 my question is, uh, do you agree when I say that perhaps black people can also and should protect black people first, that family members should protect family members first? So when you have family, um, you, you take care of yours. You take care of the people who are just like you. That's the way it is. Now, this is not my, my goal is not to disrespect uh, this woman's video at all. I'm not making fun of her at all. I totally get it. A hundred percent. I want her to do well. I want her to prosper. I want her to be successful. I am not on any level saying, ha ha, I told you so. No, this ain't none of that. No, no, no. We all been through it. We all had the day where we went to work and couldn't take it no more and just, you know, thought we was going to just break down, et cetera. That is, um, that is all over the place. Now, somebody, now it looks like she's in the chat. Look, I see you, sister. Uh, it looks like she's here. Send me a DM and I'll bring I'll bring you in into the uh, into a different conversation, because right now I don't want to do Instagram live while I got on YouTube going. So that's why I'm not bringing I'm not ignoring you. I see you right there. So it's good. I'm glad you're here because I want you to know that I support you. I want to see you succeed and I want to help you understand exactly what I was seeing here. And then when we talk, if you want to come on the platform, you can come in and you can give your perspective on this. So this is not on any level me. Uh, me making fun of what you're going through. Um, I, in fact, my heart went out to you. I, I felt it. I, I watched this video and I said, this is so familiar. This is so familiar. The number one thing that breaks black people down, the number one stressor you have in your life, they, they got you believing that your biggest fear is being shot by the police. And I'm not saying that you can't get shot by the cops. Believe me, I know how cops can be corrupt. We know that that happens. But if you count the number of black people that die from police shootings and compare that to the number of black people who die from heart disease and stress from racism, the numbers don't even compare. If you compare the number of police shootings uh, or the number of COVID deaths of black people to the number of black people who die from unhealthy food that we are being fed on a daily basis that we pick it up at Popeye's chicken and all that stuff, it's no comparison. And so a lot of times you are uh, pointing out the reason your frustration does not go away is because you are not uh, appropriately deciding which conversations you really need to have. You're not necessarily, at least from a political standpoint, positioned to attack the issue at the core of the issue. See, this is something I thought about, right? I've been a black man my whole life, my whole life. And the and, and when I was sitting there thinking like, why do I feel stressed out? What What is really bothering me? What's going on? I realized that the number one stressor in my life, it wasn't a worry of being, you know, killed by a cop. I only ran into cops once every two, three years. I get pulled over once every couple of years. He'd give me a ticket. I'd say, thank you, sir. And then the day's over. It, I, I did. I've never been shot at by a cop, never been beat by a cop. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. We know these things happen. But this idea that somehow you walking down the block means you might die that day from in the hands of a cop. I just don't see that happen a lot. 
I know now what are some things that have almost killed me? Um, I did have a best friend who was shot in the head by another black man. Um, I did have, uh, I, and I did know what it's like to get up every day and go to work in a place with people who don't like me very much. So at that point, I made a choice to say, I'm going to shift the culture in my space so that I can be economically independent. And, and, and so, and the reason for that economic independence wasn't just about the money. I had no idea if I was going to make more money as an entrepreneur. I thought I'd make maybe half of what I was making on my job, but either way I said, I'll take a 50% pay cut. If that means I can stay home not have to leave the house, spend more time with my family, and not have to deal with people who hate my guts and do something I love. I would have took a pay cut to do that. And I did that. And when I was at Syracuse, I was making $115,000 a year. And I went and applied to a teacher at HBCU. And I wanted to teach at Howard. And I was only going to make about thirty-five to 40000 a year. That's what the lady told me. The lady who invited me to apply said, you're going to be living in a more expensive city, making about one third of what you make right now because we can't pay you what Syracuse is paying you. I said, I'll take it. I will find a way to supplement my income. I'll get another stream of income. I'll do what I got to do, but I got to be in a space where I feel comfortable. So ultimately, when I saw this video, I felt really bad because because I've just seen this happen so often. And, and here's what I want to kind of drill into. In fact, I'm, I'm going to talk about it because, you know, I'm solution oriented. I'm not into just complaining all day. Uh, and so uh, before I do that, though, could you please do me a favor? Hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, also, I have a new book out. It's called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. And a big chunk of this book is written from the perspective of talking about how do you raise children so that they are in a position where they don't have to go begging people for jobs? Uh, how do you raise children? How do you build a family where you're not in a position where uh, if a white man decides to cut you off, you're done financially? How do you how do you put yourself in a financial position? Uh oh, I might have lost my Instagram. Give me one second, guys. Hold on. How do how do how do you put yourself in, in your family in a position where uh, you've got the kind of financial security where somebody isn't able to destroy your mental health by giving a promotion to a white woman? You know, I mean, really, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm going to play the video again. I don't want you guys to let me know if you can hear it and see it. And, um, and hit the thumbs up button uh, while, while I do that. I'm going to play it one more time for the people who just came in. This was really sad. It was really sad for me to watch. It's very hard for me to watch. And uh, my goal is to solve the problem, not just to complain about it. So here we go. Because at this point, I'm fucking exhausted. Like, like I'm exhausted. I, I, I know people who come on the platform and be like, I would never cry on social media. I would never do nothing on social media. Well, I'm tired, and I hope that, like, somebody could see that I'm not asking for a fucking handout. I'm not asking for fucking what I... Oh, wait. Hold on. It's not... I'm fucking exhausted. Like, like I'm exhausted. I... People who come on the platform and be like, I would never cry on social media. I would never do nothing on social media. Well, I'm tired and I hope that like somebody could see that I'm not asking for a fucking handout. I'm not asking for fucking what I deserve. I'm not asking for reparations. I'm not asking for nothing. I am just simply so sick and tired of being the token black person in my fucking industry. Like seriously. I just literally got laid off at my job. But, but before we get to the point of how I just got laid off, because they came correct, they gave me my last check. But this white woman literally just comes into my job. <laughs> 
She gets fucking salary. She gets the bar manager position. She gets everything. And these Negroes, they don't even offer me anything. If y'all could see the email they gave me to keep me around. They gave me a raise. They gave me a little bonus. The shit only was for two weeks just so they could work their way around to firing me. Know your worth, ladies and gentlemen. Know your fucking worth on God. This is going to be the last job that ever has a fucking hold on me. I am never getting fired, laid off, nothing ever again. I shit you the first day. I shit you not. January 15, 2023 is going to change my life. I am going to fucking make it. I am so sick and tired of walking on eggshells, abiding by people being labeled as aggressive when I barely even raise my voice to sit up in there and control my anger, control my temper around all these motherfucking people just for y'all to use me and then tell me it's not your performance, it's not your fucking hard work, it's not none of that shit. We gotta do what's best for the business. White people will always protect white people, and I need to stop thinking that you can work ten times harder than anybody else. You can really do some shit. They will never give a fuck about you. Ever. Okay, all right. So let me get back to let me address a little bit more of this. Okay, so um first off, um she said white people will never give a F about you, right? So I need y'all to, I'm going to ask y'all another question. Give me a yes or no. Um, do you think white people care about you? Give me a yes or no. Do, you, do white people care about you? Do they, do they love you? Do they, they care about you like your mama? They're going to make sure you fed and taken care of. Do they want to make sure you, you go to bed warm at night and that your life is good and that you're, you're happy and you know, that your Cheerios have plenty of milk. Anybody? Okay, so 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 the question I would ask you, I would ask anybody this, anybody who uh, wants to feel compelled to go and um, you know yell Black Lives Matter to white to a group of white people, um, who told you that they're supposed to care about you? Who told you that other people are supposed to care about you more than you care about yourself? Who told you that? You think? I mean, I'm I'm just serious. I mean, do you think Jewish kids grow up saying, "Gosh, we hope that Arab people care about us enough to make sure that we are able to eat and that we have plenty of what we need"? Uh, do Mexican people say, gosh, we hope that, you know, the Chinese people care about us because if they don't care about us, we're in trouble. We're dead. We're done. And do you understand? Can Are you able to at least hear me when I try to help you understand that this is a this is a almost like a dis like a disabled mentality, that that is a big problem? It is, you know, and, and I'm just keeping 100. It's not a newsflash to me to tell me that white people don't care about me. It's not that, and it doesn't make me angry at them. I don't say these damn white people, they don't like me. They don't care about me. They don't want to make sure I'm good. Who told you that? It was that integration nonsense. It was that damn civil rights movement. Man, it was just all this feel good, false progress that black people, it was false progress. It was false progress. Nothing real. It was we're going to act like we like you so that you'll keep being a good slave. That's what it is. she said it herself. At the end, she said they don't care about you. She said white people will protect white people. And then she said she dropped the bomb. She said, uh, walking on eggshells, holding in my anger, only to be used by these people, only to be used, only to be used. Right, so so, so here's, what, here's where I'm going with this, right? 
we're trained from birth to uh, to prostitute ourselves to corporations. And then we don't even get paid after after we spent the whole night being the perfect hoe. You don't spend your whole life being the perfect economic hoe and didn't even get paid after it was over. Still got disrespected, got treated like a hoe. Not even an expensive hoe. It'd be nice to be a. It'd be nice to be a high price hoe. I could t- tolerate that. I could. I could be a high price hoe. But but you but we 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 put ourselves in a position where we become the two dollar hoes of white owned businesses, and we don't even get the two dollars at the end of the night. Can do you understand what I am saying? I know I I don't want to be mean to you. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I know if you love white people that much, I cannot help you. Maybe there's I'm sure there's therapists you can talk to, but one of the things you got to understand, she said something else that I literally like. She said, know your worth. K-Y-W, know your worth. Know your worth. Know your if you know your worth, a woman who knows her worth. Is not going to show up and say, "Well, where, where do I, where's the two dollar hoe department? I need to go work in the two dollar." If you know your worth, then you won't sell yourself cheap. So do do I mean do you think we know our worth? I don't think that we do. I really don't. I really don't think we know our worth. And 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 so what happens is that you have uh, a video like that, and and again she was in the chat. And I didn't want to ignore her. She can DM me. And if she DMs me, I will bring her on this platform so she can give her point of view. And if she wants to cuss me out on my channel, I'll let her come on my channel and cuss me out and say, boys, you are wrong. You full of crap. It's okay. Maybe I am wrong. I don't know this lady, but I know her story. I know that experience. I felt it myself. I've been there. I've done that. We've all done that. How many of y'all done that? How many of y'all felt that way? How many of y'all came home from work like, oh my God, I can't take this no more? Really? So, so here's what I'm getting at. Here's here's the here's here's the point I want to get to for sure. If we know that this experience is like a purgatory that you're going to experience over and over and over again, why do we subject our children to this nonsense? Why? I mean, what? Why do? Why would we choose to prepare our children? such that the only choice they have as adults is to go into a system that they know is going to disrespect them. What are you waiting for? Are you waiting for Jesus to come back and start telling white people to be nice to you? Is that what you, are you waiting for others to decide that they're not going to use you? What, what are you, what are you waiting for? So, so what I'm saying to you is a big part of the reason that our children end up in these terrible situations is because nobody spent the damn second in their childhood to think about ways to make sure that they are financially secure. No disrespect to that beautiful black woman on that video. I, my heart goes out to her. But a, a, a woman who's got $150,000 liquid in stocks in the bank in her bank account is not going to go cry on Instagram because somebody let her go from her job. She's just not. And, and, and I've told you all, you can go to go just go. You can go to my website, boycewalkins.com. I have a ebook that I give away for free. It don't cost you nothing. All you got to do is pay attention. And it is a five dollar a day investing plan. And I said, if you love your kids, then when your children are born, just invest thirty five dollars a week for them. It is about a fourth of what many of y'all of us spend on our car notes. If your child is worth more than a car note, you got to do it early. You cannot wait. You cannot fix the financial insecurity problem after the fact. It's like trying to train for the Olympics in one day. It's like trying to get in shape and lose 100 pounds in in a week. You can't do it. You got to plan ahead. 
So investing should be the number one thing you do for your kids. The second thing you do to prepare them is you give them financial intelligence so they know how to invest. They know how to buy real estate. They know how to start a business so they're not mentally distressed to the point of a breakdown because a white man decided that he don't want to keep paying your bills. Again, I am not on any level making fun of anybody going through this. This is not job shaming. Uh, I hope that she sues them. Maybe she can win a lawsuit and, and shut me. I, 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 You know what? I wish the very best on anybody going through this situation. I wish the best for anybody that's got another solution that they, they, they think works better than this. But I'm not kidding you. A person who invested $35 a week, if they had started something, if you're 30 years old, if in 1993, when you were born, if you had a parent that loved you enough to put $30, $35 a week in the stock market in the S&P 500 index fund without any investing knowledge whatsoever, and they did it consistently and never sold your stock, after 10 years, you would have had about $29,000. After 20 years, you would have had $100,000. After 30 years, you'd have a quarter of a million dollars. And people with a quarter million dollars in the bank don't have to cry because somebody cut off their job where they were living paycheck to paycheck. They just don't. They just don't. So my rule, my goal is no more tears. Didn't Mary J. Blige have a song and she said no more tears? I, I, I say no more tears. You know, uh, why, why are we crying and praying over problems that are really preventable when a little bit of preemptive energy could have solved all of that. A little bit of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Well, part of it, unfortunately, is again, back to our mental illness that comes from slavery. Many of us are trained to be reactive and not proactive. We're trained to react to what just happened as opposed to proact to what could happen. We don't think ahead. We think behind. We look at what just happened instead of looking at all the things that could happen. So when I, when I was 20 years ago, I remember I was mentoring some young kids and I was telling them, hey, you, you got to get an education. You got to learn how to invest. I can show you how to start a business. You got to do these things now. So that when because when you get older, you're going to have all these problems. I was preaching, preaching. Oh, boys, you always preaching. Why are you always preaching? 20 years later, one of them shows up. She, she, she's got two baby daddies that are garbage, two kids she can't take care of. And she's crying to me about how hard it is being a single mother with all these kids. And I said, for years, I spent every ounce of energy I had talking to you about how to prevent these problems before they happen. Every single problem in your life is solvable, but it's solv it was solvable back then. Now, You've created an impossible equation. I'm a mathematician. I can't solve that equation. I can't figure out how you can feed two babies by yourself with two baby daddies that don't pay child support and you work in a minimum wage job. I can't do that. I don't know. I don't know enough math to solve that problem. I'm not. My PhD ain't deep enough to be able to figure out how to make money appear out of thin air, but it is good enough to tell those who are smart enough to look ahead how you can put your children into any situation you want. Some of y'all got kids up in here. You're seeing it happen right now. God is telling, God is giving you all the information that you need. So my question is, what are you doing right now so that your children are not crying in the year 2045? What are you doing every day, every week to make sure that in the year 2052, your child's not saying, damn, my parents never prepared me for nothing. 
You know, all I know how to do, I, I all I know is how to get a job. I don't know how to start no business. I don't got no money. I don't got no investments. Well, your parents could have did it for you back in 2023, but they was on on Instagram watching, you know, watching girls twerk and watching and watching videos of stupid rappers talking about their babies' mamas. They talking about Nick Cannon and shit. They weren't thinking about the future. So the the reality about wealth and power is that the present is typically controlled by people who plan for the present when it used to be the future. Um, my grandmother had, my, my beloved grandmother who died of Alzheimer's, she used to have this uh, this uh, picture on her, um, on her, over her piano that made me think when I was like nine years old, I saw this picture and it said, uh, it said, today is the tomorrow that you were worried about yesterday. Today is the tomorrow that you were worried about yesterday. And I remember thinking about that. I was like, oh, that's right. So today really is. But yesterday, today was tomorrow. And But then yesterday, it was like, okay, so wow. I, I remember thinking about that. That made me start thinking about time, right? And here's the thing. Here's what's going on. Like when we talk about black wealth, we could talk all day about wealth that's being lost. You're losing a lot of wealth, right? I can show you a lot of statistics on black spending patterns and what you do with your money in terms of things that you spend money on that you'll never even account for five years from now. You know, I could do give you all those statistics or, or rappers and, and athletes losing hundreds of millions of dollars, all that's out there. But what you're wasting, is the biggest thing you're wasting is not your money. The biggest thing you're wasting is your time. Some of y'all got kids sitting there right there looking at you like, daddy, okay, what we doing, daddy? That little baby's two years old. You're talking about how cute that baby is. Maybe the baby learns how to dance and maybe the baby learns how to play dribble a basketball and you, you're loving your kid and spending time with your kid, but you ain't investing for your kid. You're not preparing financially for that kid's future. So when that kid gets to be an adult, he's going to be dropped out here in this competitive game of global capitalism and he's going to be stuck. He's going to be out there. He's not going to know how to make money. All he's going to know how to do is go beg a white man for a job. And if he don't get that job, then he's going to be stressed out to the max. Because when you're black, you are on eggshells. You are sort of in this thin margin of error. You are on pins and needles because you don't want to mess up and lose your job. Well, why? Well, because if you lose your job, you know you got about two weeks before you are homeless. That is a hell of a lot of stress to carry. You Do you understand what I'm saying? That is terrible. I have felt that way. I mean, think about this. A man, you, you're up here trying to talk about equality and competing with white folks and all that. You can't compete when they when they literally got the power of God over your whole life. They could snap a finger and make you homeless. Like you can't stand up to somebody like that. You can't ever claim to get equality with somebody who's got that much power over you where they can make you homeless in two weeks. Put your children on the street in two weeks. How do you compete with that? You can't. You can only prepare. So the question I ask you is, are you preparing? There's not a single thing that that sister said in that video that could not have been prevented if she'd had a parent or uncle or somebody who to invest it for her as a child, who gave her $150,000 in stock at the age of 25, which is very easy to do. The $5 day plan. Just go to my website, boycewalkins.com. It's all right there. It's totally free. And literally, it would, all those tears go away. All those problems go away. Do you understand how many standard problems that we associate just with being black that are easily solved if you have more money. And so when I was thinking about, okay, what's the one thing that black people could do that would solve 80% of our problems? 
fix our economics, understand our money better, understand how to preserve it, how to get it, how to how to protect it, all these other things. So so that's what I see. I, I see. I see, And the thing is, it, it ties into so many other things. It ends up tying into your mental health because that poor lady, she looked like she was about to have a breakdown. You know, we when, when my wife and I do me a favor, guys, by the way, please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Also in the Black Business School on Thursday, we're doing a free event on I'm going to talk to you guys about selling stock options. That's how I make my money. I, I sell stock options so I can show you guys an overview on that on Thursday. So if you'd like to join us, just go to boyswalkins.com. You'll see the link there. Also, I want to remind you that this podcast is available on Spotify and Apple. Uh, so feel free to follow on Spotify or Apple if you haven't done that yet. Um, so so here's the thing. So my wife and I, we decided to, because my wife's a therapist and she deals with mental health issues and stuff like that all the time. She uh, and I, we created a black financial therapy department in the black business school. It's the first ever black financial therapy department that we've ever seen anywhere. And we're working with the best therapists and the best financial experts to understand the psychological barriers, the mindset barriers that keep us from building wealth. We're not just talking. We're actually looking at the science, looking at the research. And one of the things um, that, 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 that we've just seen consistently is that this sort of workplace anxiety is a really big part of the black experience that literally going to work and just feeling sick because you're in a toxic environment. You're in an environment where there's a lot of contempt towards you. You guys may not know this, but did you know that if you are in a space constantly with somebody who has contempt for you, that has shortened your lifespan by about 10 or 15 years, did you know that? That literally, if you're around, if you're in a marriage and your partner has contempt for you, your lifespan is is shorter. There's something about contempt that literally will kill you. It's the stress of somebody just disliking you, right? So when you're going into this environment every day on this job, and they and and you know they don't like you, you don't like them. It's very hostile, very tense. You know, you might be able to survive it because you're strong. You know, you you did you, your people dealt with slavery and all that. But that's if you want to know part of the reason black people die early. Uh, if if black people um, built more businesses, our life expectancy would probably go up by about five to ten years. I'm not kidding, especially black men. And so so ultimately, you're really talking about something that's far bigger than just money. Uh, in fact, uh, if you are a person who was trained as a child to know how to start a business, then getting fired isn't necessarily always a bad thing. Sometimes getting fired can be the best day of your life. Best day of my life was when I got fired from my job. I'm glad I, I'm, I have no ill will toward my other job, toward Syracuse University. I'm not mad at them. I might talk honestly about my experience, but but really, I'm not mad at them. My life got better when I got away from them because I was going into a contemptuous space every day with people who didn't understand me. And I saw everything that she talks about, even at the very top. You know, I have all this, I had all this education and all that. It don't matter. It don't matter if you're at the top or the bottom or the middle. Systems are systems. So systems that are built by white people are going to typically be different than systems that are built by black people. So when you're in a space that was built by black people, you're going to just have a different experience that's going to lead to you have a di having a different set of feelings. And one of the number one things black people must do is stop breeding our children just to go serve white institutions. Because when you do that, you're dropping them in the middle of poison. You're dropping the middle of an ocean. You're dropping your kids in the middle of an ocean of poison and they can't even swim. So they're drowning in poison every day to the point where their whole life sucks. And you could have prevented all of this by investing for them when they were young and giving them a little bit of financial literacy so they know how to get out of the trap without having to go pick up a gun or go slang some crack. That's the problem. A lot of black boys that get out here and do crazy stuff to get money 
take these penitentiary chances, go out here killing people and getting in bad situations. They do it because nobody ever taught them an honest, ethical way to make money. There's a rapper, a really talented rapper by the name of T Grizzly. T Grizzly makes uh, like at least a couple hundred thousand dollars a month running a video game channel. And do you know what T Grizzly said that was real interesting? He raps. I listened to his music. It's very, very good, actually. It's kind of, it's, it's also on the ratchet side, but it's good. He's talented. And he rapped about going to prison and the street life and everything else. And now he does this video game channel. And you know what he said? He said, I put all my boys on because it's, it's great that now we can go make money without having to do stuff that might get us sent to prison. Well, why would you have to go risk going to prison in order to make money? Well, because nobody ever taught you the basics of what it takes to go make money. When, when black men get exposed to this stuff, like my, my good friend, the Wall Street Trapper and other guys, that my friends are earn your leisure and all these. When they're talking to young black men about ways to make money other ways, we gravitate to that like the way we gravitate toward basketball. Like we eat it up. We eat it up. And I'm going to tell you, I believe that in about 40, 50 years, black, that's what black men will be known for. We won't just be known for dribbling a basketball. We won't just be known for throwing a football. We won't just be known for, for, for having for how to rap and being comedians. We're going to be known for being wealth builders and real estate developers. When I was in Atlanta this week, I met some of the most inspirational black men that you will ever see who are doing multi-million dollar projects business deals and doing deals with each other in a way that's going to be extraordinary in the next generation. Right now, the deals might be worth a few million dollars. In a generation, it'll be worth, they'll be doing billion dollar deals. Their kids will be doing billion dollar deals. This is what's happening right now in the community. So there is hope. So what I'm saying to you is uh, embrace that. Embrace that. That's really truly who you are. That's who you are. You know, this, this trauma and everything else, yeah, financial trauma, that's that's right. That's the, Thank you, Queenie Casket. That's the term. My wife is an expert on trauma. She's a certified clinical trauma professional, and she's broken it down. We do financial therapy, actually, every Sunday in the Black Business School, and she's broken down the research on what trauma does to your body. And we've talked about financial trauma, financial anxiety, financial infidelity, financial abuse, and all these other things that, that affect you on a regular basis. And, but it'll never work if you don't fix it. If you don't get healed, then you're always going to be stuck. You have to heal. If you do not heal, if you do not grow, then you'll always be stuck in your children. And even worse, your children will be cursed in the same way you were. Do not pass that curse on to your children. It's, it's up to you to decide if you want to stay in that space. It's up to you to decide if you don't ever want to level up. It's up to you to decide if you don't ever want to change your life. But I would hope that you love your kids to not put them in the same situation you're in. And it's very easy to avoid with a little investment and a little bit of financial literacy. You do that. You're in good shape. All right. So anyway, um, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Share. Subscribe. If you have not done that yet. Uh, also, uh, we have financial workbooks for kids that cover all grade bands. If you want to take a look at the workbooks, we cover uh, everything from uh, investing to stock markets to real estate to the fundamentals of money, stuff like that. Feel free to go to financialworkbooks.com. Uh, you can take a look at that if you'd like. And also financialflashcards.com is where you can take a look at our flashcards. Uh, if, the, if These tools will help you educate your kids. As you know, in the Black Business School, we believe Black people should educate our own children, create our own jobs, support Black business. That's how we succeed. That's how we win. 
Uh, so uh, God bless you. And uh, to the lady that was um, that was in the chat, that was that was in the video, I, I heard I saw that she was in the Instagram feed. Send me a DM and I'll bring you on my YouTube channel and I'll be more than happy to hear your perspective. And I hope that if I offended anyone with what I said, uh, I apologize, but I can't apologize for the truth. If we don't change our behavior, then we will not get a different result. And I'm into us winning. I don't want us sitting around complaining anymore. I want us to be on top. So God bless you. Have a good day and I'll see you soon. Take care now. Peace. 